Hiya folks, this is Film Query, the queer experience of the media you love. I'm Indy and my pronouns are they them. And I'm Chloe and my pronouns are she, her. Our film for this week is Interview with a Vampire, starring Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt, which is based on the book series by Anne Rice. Basically, it's about Louis, this plantation owner, boo, in the 1700s, gets turned into a vampire by Lestat. However, things are far from easy as they have differing views on vampirism. And it's it's wild because he's like, Louis is like, oh no, but I don't want to kill things. This is a cursed existence. Ah. And Lestat's like, nah, fuck it. Let's kill everyone. <laughs> I kind of agree with Lestat. Like, yeah. I think if you're going to be a vampire, you've got to embrace it. You've got to be like, yeah murder sex orgies like look at look at what we do in the shadows that's exactly a, they would be I best feel, friends someone has to write that crossover fic someone someone has to yeah I, i'd read it I'd yeah read so it. would i we'd all read it but uh yeah louis kind of a little bitch um as are most of brad pitt's characters in films <laughs> the only film he's not a little bitch in is fight club but that that's the two isn't it really mm. um also, yeah, Brad- oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I was it's- just going to say, I don't really rate Brad Pitt generally. I do think his only good film is Fight Club. Like, That's fair. Yeah, My mum and- would also agree with you, but she doesn't like Fight Club that much. So, <laughs> I mean, I really like it because I'm very gay. So, you know. That's fair. Um,. I feel like, like, you know, how we're kind of, like, Louis is our kind of point of view character, like, we're supposed to put ourselves in his shoes, kind of like how Link is in The Legends of Zelda, where it's like, he's kind of got a bland personality, but, like, we can imagine that we are, you know, the guy, I suppose, and, like, I don't know about you, but I can't relate to a plantation owner, fuck that, boo. No, I only just realised, like, as I looked at this plan today, that what a plantation owner actually is, it kind of went over my head when we first <laughs> when we first did it. I was like, oh yeah, plantation owner, mm-hmm. moving on. And now I'm like, oh no, bad man, bad. Yeah. I think. I mean, it's funny because he has all these like moral objections, but then he's like, you know what? I'm just gonna own a plantation. You know? Oh, I don't want to kill people. I don't want to be vampire and go sucky suck blood. Bleh. Right, but I'm happy to own slaves and do horrible things in that circle. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. If you're going to have someone try to be the moral, like, centre, you know, kind of be like the good good moral character, Um, then you need to make them actually have good morals and not be a slave owner. Like, Mm -hmm. I suppose given Anne Rice's pretty terrible record for um mm-hmm. as a player. maybe maybe she liked that he was racist mm. and her name's Anne Rice I probably if you read me that name I'd say she was racist should we tell the story of this episode because there's a special story with this episode um <laughs> that people don't know about basically this was supposed to be one of our pre-recorded episodes before Indy went and had Archie uh, Archie is up. very cute and the Wriggle King and we love him so much <laughs> um, but um, yeah we pre-recorded it 
and basically what had happened is we record our episodes on Teams and once we finish recording like you know you they, they stay up for 30 days and then you know they're gone forever so I had down downloaded what I thought was we'd recorded a last week episode Blue's the Warmest Colour and this you know interview with a vampire mm-hmm. episode kind of back to back so I downloaded what I thought was um the both of them but it turns out it was just blue is the warmest color twice <laughs> and I was like shit and like when I'd went to edit like oh yeah we're gonna do an interview with a vampire right you know like let's go and edit the episode and then I just realized oh god it's blue is the warmest color and it's past the 30 day mark fuck <laughs> so Thankfully, yeah that's my baby is um kind enough that he's given me an hour to record yeah we stand one king (laughs) he's our biggest the regal king (laughs) sounds like a zelda villain you know like you have to go and fight the regal king link he has a piece (laughs) of you know that i know the phantom hourglass you gotta go get it like but yeah that is why as well my the only thing i can remember about this film like overwhelmingly is how bad it was and how much i didn't like it yeah, so we we have all our old notes as well. <laughs> I'm looking at them and I'm like, how did we get an episode? Of this? Uh, so yeah, oh. this is one of I wouldn't say one of the first ones, but definitely when the kind of found family fo- trope became more mainstream. But it's yeah. done terribly. It's so bad. <laughs> the reason for it is like just the reason for it is like on one hand it's interesting because Lestat is so gay. That he and so desperate for Louis to stay with him that he turns a child into a vampire so they could raise a family, which is kind of sweet. Except Lestat kind of doesn't want to raise a child properly. He wants to raise a crazy vampire baby, um, which is pretty weird in my opinion and doesn't go to plan because she's kind of so they Claudia yeah mm-hmm. um, Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> Kirsten, yes, Kirsten Dunst Claudia uh, ends up being ridiculously unhinged because obviously she's mentally older than her body is. And oh my god, it's like the trope in anime with the dragon girls. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, like they're they're ten thousand years yeah. old, but they look six. So it's it's okay in some weird people's eyes that they can sexualize us. What looks like a six-year-old child because they're like actually oh well they're actually ten thousand years old no they're not they're six you weird fuck i wouldn't mind <laughs> not. half these ten thousand year old girls also act six so even if you want to go with oh well she's her actual age is like you know ten thousand why don't she fucking act like it then bro why is she out here acting like a child like yeah you know just say you're an aunt and you know i'll call the fbi it's chill it's chill but speaking of nonces um the relationship <laughs> between Louis and Claudia does end up right nothing ever happens but it does get really weird because she's like obsessed with keeping him by her side but he obviously mm-hmm. wants to have relationships with other people because um, he sees her as like a child and yeah, not like a potential lover because where she's, yeah she's a child where she's like to be fair, they don't do a good job of obviously the vampires, but they don't do a good job of like socializing her. She does end up with just these two people in her life, and that's mm-hmm. not 
good. gonna help yeah it's not good is it so um yeah but they break uh rule number two of vampire club which is don't turn kids and exactly like we saw the repercussions and what we do in the shadows people like <laughs> bro you don't turn children in fact the only good like in the original movie, um, the 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 New Zealand one. Oh yes, they kill pedophiles. Yes. Yeah, they kill pedophiles. Um, and it's quite funny because they they kind of, despite you know the kids be like the, the actors being kids, it's like for some reason the way they talk and the way they present themselves is like they're like fifty year old mammies. Yes, they do. Like, really we chain smokers. They're probably gonna hang out the washing after killing the pedophiles. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, they do a really good job of that. Um, now, as I mentioned, the start is super gay. Uh, in the books, he is bisexual, but all vampires are. But like, not because they actually are attracted to, like you know, mm-hmm. men with non-binary people, you know. Um, but just because they're that horny and bored with being alive for so long, they've ended up becoming bisexual, which is just a terrible take like yeah that it's not it's not good like you know the idea all vampires are bisexual wow amazing and then it's like you reveal the rest of the paper and it's like because they're so like horny and bored of being alive of being unalive and it's like wow that's i've never you never get so disappointed like 0.1 seconds like so quickly and it's like yeah oh god yes (laughs) and also she's a pretty terrible person so i kind of feel if you can't write like if you're a terrible mm-hmm. person, it's not gonna be a good presentation. And hot take, it's not gonna be good because she's not queer. Yeah, she's like, a straight woman. She yeah. says that like she did spend a lot of time in the San Francisco queer scene in like the seventies and eighties, right? Which okay, fair enough. But that doesn't make you doesn't make queer. The expert. Yeah, no. I could spend a lot of time in the Polish part of Wrexham. Doesn't mean I'm Polish. Just means that you know you end up you know knowing a fair bit but yeah and in the film you can pick up the vibes that just kind of this there is homoerotic tension but do that they don't do anything with it ever mm-hmm. like it leads to the world's worst least homoerotic but somehow still like quite queer fight scene where they literally throws the stat against the tree like they it's so wasted because you could have a really good film but it doesn't help that you've chosen the two most, like, straight actors to mm-hmm. play these roles. Like, Heath Ledger would have killed this. Yeah, it doesn't help that this movie came out in, like, the 90s or something. Oh, God. Which, yeah. the 90s weren't a good time for, like, gay rap and media. Like, Same at all. The one about, eight, like, you know the 80s and gay people but the 80s was also that was the gayest time and also the most homophobic time where the 90s were just straight up homophobic yeah like i feel like um watching have you seen the lost boys is that the one do you know what the vampire movie from the 80s are they gay like is it weirdly gay they're not explicitly gay but there's this weird like tension I, I feel like I we should cover it for the show. Think, now, yeah, and I think I've seen it on Tumblr, which definitely means people think there's gayness in it. So, yeah. Um, no, I have not seen it though. I'll have to add it to my list. It's good. Um, Continuing with this whole 
sexual tension um, and the rule of vampire club. They end up in Paris and meet these other vampires who pretend to be Antonio Banderas. Yes. Yes. Puss in Boots. Puss in Boots. Get that with Spy Kids. Yeah. But poor Antonio Banderas, right. You basically... So the vampires in Paris get pretty pissed off when they found out they turned the child into a vampire. I think that was the thing. Oh, no. They ki- oh, no. I remember properly now why they're angry. Stupid Is it not because they killed Lestat? Yeah, I forgot they killed that. <laughs> in my head, I was like, we all went to Paris together and had a really nice time. Yeah, no. They actually get fuming because they broke rule number one in Vampire Club, which is don't, don't kill, kill other vampires. vampires. So, Antonio Banderas is clicks on pretty fast that he's killed another vampire um by the way louis kills Lestat, which <laughs> he kills his boyfriend and then antonio banderas hits on him basically offers him a free pass into like you know getting out of this whole situation with the vampire people being really angry that they've killed a vampire rejects him rejects his offer of protection um and then proceeds to let his daughter die because yeah. he wouldn't just, I don't know, suck Antonio Banderas off really for five seconds. Death. It's pretty grim, wasn't it, really? Like she was, at the end of the day, she was a kid. Like Yeah, and like she turned this, I don't know if she turned or like uh, Louis oh, she, turned this other woman, but basically yeah. this woman had like lost a daughter and was like really wanting a family and she had lost her mum because basically when Louis like at the start of the film he's like oh you know I can't kill anything and then he kind of goes a bit mad because like he hasn't had any you know the red stuff mm-hmm. so um he kind of goes into this house and there's a mum and kind of daughter dying of the plague or something like that and he kills them all and then leaves I think he, he also drains Claudia is that her name? My mind's just went blank. The Wayne. Claudia. Yeah, yeah. Claudia. Um, thing in my blog, I think he drains her and then kind of leaves her for dead. Uh, but with that's like, haha, it's like, we're, we're, having a, we're having a baby now. Haha. <laughs> um, so she just wants a mum as well. Yeah, and, she's desperate for a mum. And like um, when, they're, when they're in like the sun chamber, because it's basically just like this well, <laughs> this kind of weird well thing. It's kind of like when we're in the shadows again. Yeah, it's probably where they took that from. Um, and, you know, like, the the mum vampire is, like, trying to, like, protect Claudia from the sun. And, like, they both die in each other's arms. And it's just so sad. Like, I know Claudia was a bit deranged, right? Kirsten Dunst. She'd done Kiki's delivery service. And then she's doing this. <laughs> um, Like, yeah, she, she went. The issue I have with Claudia is you want to feel bad for her. Um, but she's like you do feel bad for her but she's so fucking annoying in the film like she does just make things I don't don't want things to be easy for Louis he's a plantation owner he deserves Mm -hmm. some shit but she doesn't make anything easy for him whatsoever he's out here trying to like deal with the vampires we know they've killed another one and she's like why aren't you paying attention to me where's my mum why are we not like in love and it's like what are you want about you crazy little bitch? Like, <laughs> you know what I really liked? See the scene where she kind of realizes that she's not getting any older because she was like 
are turned and yeah. she like chops off all her hair she has this really yes. like, curly long hair and she's like i'm gonna you know do this and she like cuts all her hair off and then she goes absolutely mental because like in the next shot it's all back again the hair is very like, bad ah. the hair's very bad the blood is really bad oh um, my god the wigs the wigs were the wigs. so bad oh my god like get a lace front like you know please <laughs> it's not hard the budget for the film surely could have like factored in and no lace fronts it can't be that ex- actually they're not that expensive i've worn wigs i have wigs it's not that expensive like why was it so hard another thing that pissed me off greatly was um the right neck biting is an inherently queer and sexual, sensual, shall we say, act. Yeah? Mm-hmm. This film made me feel sick. I usually, like, how do I say it? I quite enjoy neck biting scenes, you know, in most of the, like, vampire stuff. But in this, I was just so angry and so, like, not impressed. I, um, I definitely felt it was done through a cishet gaze, the whole neck biting thing. And if that's not your thing, that's not your thing. But as someone who's into neck biting, I was pretty disappointed. Especially with vampires, the whole thing is it's meant to be quite like, it's meant to be enjoyable and sensual. Because otherwise, why would everybody offer their necks to vampires all the time? Mm-hmm. This film didn't make me want to offer my neck to a vampire. This film made me want to wear a scarf all the time, <laughs> just in case. A I turtleneck with the crucifix and then garlic. Yeah, like garlic perfume. I'm gonna make my own, you know. That's yeah. <laughs> but that's how I was feeling watching it. It was not good. It was not good. But yeah. Do you know? Um, like I'm quite ticklish, right? This is a fact that you probably didn't know about me, but now you know. Right? I'm not surprised, but yeah. Right, and like, if anything even remotely goes near my neck, you know that meme where it's like the yes, the rubber duck where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, and it's kind of. Um, what's the word? It's kind of went in in itself. Yes, that's what I'm like. So see when like I see like scenes in like vampire movies, but it's like neck biting. I'm just like they would have gotten a hard bony shoulder to their face <laughs> if that was me. I'd just be like, eh. <laughs> that's fair. I can imagine my huge barging people now. <laughs> I love it. It's great. Yeah, but, like, I feel like the neck is, like, the worst place to bite as well. Like, it is, like, that bit in what we do in the shadows where, like, um, Taika Wahiti's, like, putting the newspaper down, like, all over the furniture, and even then it gets everywhere, and he doesn't get to actually have any of it. It's just all over the place. I understand why. Like, I've read most of Dracula. And I understand, like, the whole neck thing is meant to be, you know, the whole repressed Victorian sexuality, whatever. And all that, you know, <laughs> bullshit. Um, but surely the most and now, you know, we've had vampires in, like, in literature and media long enough. Surely you just use it like a syringe, right? Yeah. You just find a nice vein. Like, I've got a, this is a bit gross, but I've got a really good vein on my arm. You know, like the crease of my arm. Mm-hmm. Like me get a blood test. I've got like a fat vein, so I know that if I ever, if vampire ever doesn't want food from me, I I would like the next stuff, but obviously 
Here, have my elbow. Here, my arm. Like, you know, my elbow. Here you go. Or, like, yeah, just wherever you put a syringe, surely you'd think, like, you know, modern vampires would just be like, yeah, I'm just going to slip my, you know. It's weird, though, because, like, they have to suck. It's just a bit... Right, here's what doesn't make sense, actually, right? You put the teeth in, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you suck, right? Mm hmm. It's kind of like breastfeeding. They don't put teeth in breastfeeding, but because you have to create a latch. Oh my God, it's breastfeeding. It's breastfeeding, but it's like. Breastfeeding with blood and. Not milk. And not milk. <laughs> yeah, that's. I've only just clocked on, but for years I was like, the teeth must have little holes in for them to suck. At least in Twilight, it made sense. <laughs> How was it in Twilight? I can't remember. Basically, right? Um, thingamabob. Like, whenever they bit people, mm-hmm. it was kind of like snakes where, like, venom would come out. And if they didn't completely drain the person, then they would also be turned because of the venom kind of thing going on. Like, when you... Imagine a snake bites you. Yeah. Right? And it kind of comes out between, like, a little... Not like a hole in the teeth, right? But, like, it's a hole in the teeth. Um, but that just makes like so so much more sense. That does make yeah. To be like a snake would make much more sense. And you know what? Like you know what you're saying about the the syringe thing. That reminds me of Train Spotting <laughs> for some reason. They do like, a lot of drugs in that film. I don't they, blame you. They do right, and there's a bit and the play and like we had to do it for a, a high jam. A uh-huh, play. Yeah, so it's a book, then it's a play, and then it's a movie, right? And the actor who played Spud in the movie, like, see the kind of stupid one, right? He played... Yo, uh, don't be dissing Spud. He was great. I know, he was great. Right. I know, we like Spud. He's just misguided. (laughs) But um, he played... The actor who played him, he played Ewan McGregor's part in the play. Oh. But they wanted a bigger name actor and, like, someone who was better looking for... But not like completely put Hollywood polished for mm-hmm. the main guy, despite it being a movie about heroin and drug addicts. But anyway, the point I was making is there's a bit in the play because we studied this in higher drama. So we had to go and watch this. Imagine mm-hmm. a bunch of 16 and 17 year olds in a theatre and Ewan McGregor's character Renton, because he's doing so much drugs. Basically, uh, this is how kind of people who are on drugs for a long period of time like sometimes you'll see them in wheelchairs because they don't have legs mm-hmm. and stuff basically they run out of veins yeah. if, if they use enough right i think i know what you're gonna say but go on um and he <laughs> and he ends up like injecting himself in the dick but like in the play it was like fully out like we were we were all like whoa you were say between the toes especially because you mentioned the legs i thought you want to go for the toes it's not his penis jesus god above yeah, it, his thing penis. Is, yeah, but I can imagine if vampires like got their blood through like syringes, eventually they would come to the the point if they were doing yeah. it from the same person that they would lose like, uh, they wouldn't be able to like get from the arms anymore, so they'd have to move to the legs, and then once they can't do the legs, they'd have to move to the dick. <laughs> God, you'd have to be on some mad shit to be letting a vampire suck from you, like. <laughs> Not letting my <laughs> Okay. Do you really, sucking Glizzy 
But getting your grizzly subs by a vampire, fine. Him sucking your dick for blood, bad. I'm not <laughs> having that. That's what... Oh, the penis. Uh... Like, how old are you? 16, 17? 16, 17-ish, yeah. God, I might... So, I can just imagine my ex-girlfriend's reaction because we went to stuff like we did English together um and I'm imagining her reaction because she was very prudish so and it's making me quite happy I can imagine she'd have like a probably you know dramatic old lady gasp like that's obscene that's what I can imagine it being like yeah I mean off topic but I would recommend like if you like the movie and the play is shown like near you, I suggest that you go and see it. I don't, I don't just mean it's a play. Yeah, I mean it's it's good. Um, and is the it set design from the film. Um, I mean the dick thing never happened in the film. I tell you that not. No, it doesn't. I like the play more than the film. Oh, now I definitely want to see it. Back so. to the interview with the vampire. Back to the topic at hand. Um, Anne Rice, like we keep talking about how she's a bad person. Basically, she said some anti-Semitic shit, comparing the criticism of a book about about the Holocaust to censorship or something like that. That's the notes oh, I, that we have here, which is just notes. I remember it. Wasn't it the book about the? Um, I'm gonna Google it, but wasn't it the one with the, S, the SS guard falls in love? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it not that? And that's why we were like, oh my god, that's actually terrible. Yeah, because oh in, in the last yeah. episode when we recorded this, I remember talking about a movie with Amanda Stenberg, and it was very similar in premise, where she falls like she falls in love yes. with an SS guard. Yeah. So what happened was someone wrote this book about a concentration camp romance where a Jewish woman falls in love with an SS guard, like a poly- mm-hmm. concentration camp guard. Um, and she compared, and she said um, that it was censorship, and that like what, like she was trying to say that we should be allowed to write books about objectively terrible concepts such as that. I like, mean, I don't even understand how that got passed in editing room. Like, unless was, the editors were all Nazis themselves. It was or... on Amazon, so I think oh. it's like you, you kind of just in a nice way to people, you can pretty much just post anything on that. Like that I makes me laugh because some bizarre shit. like I've now wrote some stuff for like some online publications and editors will come back like you're supposed to edit your own work but sometimes the stuff that slips in between the cracks right mm-hmm. um if I have to change bloody open world to open hyphen world right because <laughs> that's how it's actually spelled how the fuck did that concept get past an editing room with a team full of editors like hash, hash, hyphen uh, that's so annoying I'd be so angry yeah what what was the film who was the actress you said was in a similar film Amanda Stenberg do you know Rue from the Hunger Games I thought it was them mm-hmm. yeah them them yeah what 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 was the film called they were in the hate you guys <gasps> a few years ago I'm so good I found it straight away I found the film that I literally it was so oh my god it's even worse Christopher Eccleston was in it what the Nazi film yeah um 
she falls in love with a member of the Hitler Youth, and she's obviously okay. So my she's biracial, allowed, apparently allowed to live in Nazi Germany, which I don't think would have really. No. She ends up going into a concentration camp at some point. Ah, uh, right. so probably not. She's pregnant <laughs> in the. Yeah. Oh my god. This they film. <laughs> she's so she's a German nationalist. So she's essentially a black Nazi, which is pretty terrible in my opinion. Um, it feels very counterproductive. I don't know if that's the right word, but it's like, why would you be advocating against your own rights? <laughs> that uh, that's a <laughs> it's it's bad, very bad film. Yeah. Um, don't watch I, it. I remember getting ads for it. It's on. I think it was on Sky for a period of time. I don't know if it's still on Sky Cinema, but like, wild. Anyway, uh, so she said that, and also she's against fan fiction. Which is stupid. Get over yourself. Like, yeah. If someone enjoys just, your work, you should take it as a compliment that someone writes fan fiction about it. She's just angry that people write better than her for free. Yeah. Like, I'm I half tempted to check up the AO3 tags. <laughs> I don't think... I don't think her books aren't very well written. I'd, whenever I... When I did some, like, ages ago, obviously research on the whole interview with the vampire thing no one ever kind of was like yeah these books are really well written you know like everyone is with like terry pratchett in that half the thing is mm-hmm. like don't get me wrong the world's really good but the way he writes is, is part of why it's so enjoyable no one seems to mention that about her or any, like she like, i think the only good thing i've heard is that she is for some people online thought that a representation of queer characters was good because um she's not queer i don't know but don't know. we don't think that they're good so i don't i don't think it's good I'm, it's like yeah on the internet you'll find anyone if you look for an opinion hard enough on the internet you'll find somebody i mean just go on tumblr like you'll have two yeah. different opinions and then they'll they'll, th- they'll send death threats over it let's <laughs> just we should do an episode about you know what I would like to do an episode about this about how bad how about Tumblr and being queer and how it gives you such an awful like chronically um, online take of sexuality and gender. Thank you for listening. Uh, this has been our first kind of not pre-recorded episode of Film Query in a long time. So yeah. thank you for listening. God, it's um, March. It's been ages. Jeez. I know. Like now, I understand why my tutor was like, "What do you mean you've like pre pre recorded up until March? Like, are you insane?" And I was just like, oh, "No, it's fine. My friend's having a baby. It's cool." Oh my God, he's gonna be two months old by the fucking hell. Jeez, it's the third month of the year. I know it's insane. Like it's it's getting sunnier early up here, and I'm like. Uh, no, yeah, yeah. it's still winter. Same thing. Sun go back down. Like, oh, what are you doing here? Nah, that's mental. But yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Film Query. If you would like to, you know, suggest any stuff to cover, our Twitter and TikTok are at Film Query, and our Instagram is at Film Query Podcast. We also now have a website, which is pretty neat, where you can. There's a form 
on there so if you want to like say oh can you cover um this show that I really like and it's really obscure um could you cover it please and then we'll be like hmm can we cover it don't know but um it'll be you know the the forms on our website which is uh what's it called filmqueerypodcast.wixsite.com um so if you go on that and we'll always have it in our wee spotify thing then you can you know get in touch with us yeah okay that sounds good that does sound good it's nice to be back it is nice to be back